0: visiting everywhere it was great oh,
1: actually i'm shit with geography so like i actually don't even know all the regional names in korea <laughs> uh but is it like the like the the seaside route or because i think daegu is like was like a seaside like a harbor I, city was it not
0: i honestly i don't remember everything they they literally had an hour by hour schedule for us for an entire week yeah. and so we saw the entire country So I know I was by water at one point, but I don't remember all the cities where I was by water.
1: Did you, like, do you remember any particular, um, like, food or cuisine that you had in a certain region?
0: Uh, well, I mean, we definitely went to plenty of barbecue places because delicious. My, one of my favorite meals is naengmyeon, and so it was... Oh, it was so, so good. good there. Like I, it kind of spoiled me. I remember there was a point where I had like three bowls of it, and his aunt was just like, "You have to stop. You won't be able to digest that." There's but like was two types of mingyun so though,
1: because like there's like bibim like mingyun and there's like the water ones.
0: Ooh, I think I had the the former, the the bibim one.
1: Oh, like the ones without the soup.
0: Oh, I had both. Oh, right. I guess I had both because I had the ones with with all the different meats and stuff and I had the ones with the with the soup as well
1: yeah I so think good. oh gosh I'm craving one right now it's perfect for summer as well because yeah. it's quite cool and like just it just cools you cools your stomach down
0: yeah oh it's so good but I think I think we got recording yeah yeah we're hey.
1: recording live um hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for making this time to chat with me. Um,
0: of course, I was so excited because I I love your music and and I got to geek out to all my friends. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be talking to so Sully because uh, we all I listen saw, to you. I and-
1: <laughs> I saw. I'm honored as well because I saw your that you the tweet that you made about me and and then I checked out your Twitter profile and then I went to your website and you're like a coder and like you make uh, TikToks but like you make keyboards and like you make all sorts of stuff and it's just so cool and it's like in areas (laughs) that I I'm not like I'm it's a mystery so um so it's it's really it's awesome to see people like like you really passionate about areas that I'm not really familiar with I think it's really cool
0: thanks yeah no it's so it's always fun to talk to someone who is doing really cool things that you know nothing about like music yeah. stuff i can play music but writing music and producing it and stuff fascinates me i don't know where i would even start
1: that's the i feel the same way about coding like it's something that i think is really cool um and i know we cannot live without but i don't think i would ever be able to like speak the language it is a language in a way isn't it
0: yeah well, and there's different languages too and uh depending on what you're coding for you could you code different things for websites for phones, for desktop computers, for laptops for all all kinds of different things have different languages that you write in
1: Oh okay, so it's like it's like
0: a dialect
1: of coding language
0: yeah kind of they're okay. they're just straight up different languages
1: is it like like a- like JavaScript and like HTML, am I, am I, like knowing, am I yeah. going the right direction?
0: <laughs> yeah, those are web languages. So if you want to okay. make a website, you definitely need to know JavaScript, HTML, CSS. But if you want to, for example, make a phone app, you need to know something like Swift or Java or Kotlin. There, there's so many different languages out there and, and new ones come up all the time too that you end up having to learn.
1: Do you speak how many languages, like coding languages, can you speak? Or, so. yeah, speak right.
0: Uh, uh, I can pick them up relatively quickly. When you, when you know one language pretty dang well, you can pick up other ones fairly well, but oh, cool. I've had jobs doing a variety of different languages. JavaScript is the one that I specialize in, but I've okay. done Python. I've done Java. I've done C and C++. I've done C sharp. I've done go. I've done Ruby. Like I, I've touched oh. a lot of different languages and that's not even scratching the surface of all the different languages out there.
1: Have you actually ever like learned to speak a language like like Chinese or like man- like Mandarin or yeah, like yeah so I, I speak
0: Spanish and I'm oh, cool. trying to learn words in Korean because I, I mentioned to you earlier my husband's Korean and I the grammar is so hard. I, it's reversed, I can, isn't it? From yeah, Korean, it's okay, it's English. reversed and rearranged a little bit and and I've had the hardest time. But I know I know words like mul and a blanket nice. is evil, I, I, I know, like yeah. very, very basic Copy, copy,
1: yeah. copy and coffee in Korean.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, the alphabet is nice and easy to read uh, once you like get the shapes and stuff down, so I can read it and kind of pronounce things, but putting together a sentence, I'm not there yet.
1: Yeah, I once tried to learn Mandarin, and I think, I mean, I've, I've learned it. I've I've studied it for like a a good year and I should know this, but I, I'm pretty sure it's like reversed from Korean. I should know this considering I've learned it for for a year, but I just forgot all about it after I stopped kind of, I kind of got out of the habit of learning it. It's like, it's one of those things that just requires you to do it like on a day-to-day basis. You just have to keep going at it, but I just Mm -hmm. kind of fell out. Of, of the habit of learning it. But I just wanted to ask, if you have experience in learning a new language, is it like, does it have any resemblance to learning a new like coding language?
0: Kind of. There's actually some really interesting branches of how coding and uh, linguistics collide and rearrange and stuff Uh, actually at the university where i studied a lot of linguistics majors ended up taking computer science classes because there was some interesting overlaps it's it's definitely not exactly the same but it's similar Uh, it's it's understanding the syntax of logic and and that's kind of how languages are too
1: do coding languages all use alphabets though like english alphabets
0: typically yes there are a few out there like there was actually big news last year maybe even earlier this year time isn't real of a chinese programming language and it was like the first ever chinese programming language oh wow but almost always it's it's roman characters english english letters and stuff
1: but like to normal human eye it would just be like random like sets of outfits that don't really make up any like uh,
0: you'd be surprised actually like if you want i can share my screen and i can show you some code that i have on my screen right Could now you? and you'd be yeah, one second. I will show you what that looks like. Um one second. I'll share this screen here. I'm pressing the button and showing you I here. don't
1: even know how to share my oh.
0: Okay. Oh. So Whoa. <laughs> you can probably see that it's it's not using any particularly crazy words or ones and zeros.
1: Like it right. it makes like I don't yeah, know what it so- does. But it, it yeah, and so well. like this is
0: a file where we need to pull in different objects, and so we're importing them from different files So we're importing the certification from the certification file, and then we're using them down here in this code um, And so we, we have a bunch of different code that we compile together and, and that's this is a very simple file But this is one where it's kind of just importing things and putting stuff together and then each of these blocks uh, each of these, uh, blocks of code have different elements inside of it. Oh. Yeah. And so it's still very English. It's just knowing how to rearrange things and use That's them. That's cool. Yeah. So what
1: is this? What am I looking at? What would this
0: so like, equate? So that, what that is, um, the, this is something that I'm, um, it's a project that I'm, uh, doing at work and what it is, um, oh, we're okay. making... We're making a learning website, and I'm I'm the tech lead on it. And so uh, in this website, we want it to be the kind of thing where when you are uh, wanting to learn, let's just say a new programming language or a new concept of web development or something, you can go in and log in, watch different videos, and then when you're done with the video, move on to the next one, and it tracks your progress. You add different quizzes in between the videos, making sure you learn. And so each of those different uh, import statements that you saw there are importing parts of that website. And so there was, like, a video. That video is going to be the actual video. Uh, the question and the answer, those are the questions and answers for the quizzes. And so that was kind of building out a database for us to, uh, build the rest of the website. Oh, that's so cool. So, oh, that's so cool.
1: Is it, like, do you just, like, write them from scratch?
0: A lot of times Like a blank
1: sheet. When you first yeah. Started. And
0: so, so like if you wanted me to, I could build a website for you, like from scratch here. Whoa, and, and like
1: just blank screen and then you just like write your language and it just builds. Right. It.
0: Yeah. And there, oh. there is a thing in web development, uh, called package managers. There's, there's a thing called NPM, which is called the node package manager. And what it is, it's basically to avoid people having to reinvent the wheel. It lets you uh, import different people's codes that they, that they mm. release to the public to be and able to use. put them together to... Right, like, like Legos, really. And right, so, yeah. and so like, if you are really good at making these blue Lego blocks and I have just a blank screen in front of me, I could be just like, okay, well, I need blue and I can import right. the blocks that you've made public so that way I don't have to reinvent the wheel for some of that.
1: Right. Oh, that's so interesting.
0: But you can do both right oh yeah you can do both so so if i really wanted to make the blue blocks from the ground up i could if i had to but if i didn't want to deal with that uh there's there's a whole world called open source where it's just people putting their source code out in the open hence yeah. the name open source and uh and yeah you can pull all of the different open source code and and make a really fully fledged big featured website a lot of times without actually having to write any code
1: is open source like Just kind of like a passion platform where people just kind of like distribute their codes for free?
0: Yeah it's it's people wanting to give back and and it's 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 an interesting world because uh people are trying to figure out how to monetize it and make businesses out of it Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are indie developers that just want to give things away for free and so uh for example Microsoft has really been investing a ton in open source and they actually bought github which is like the biggest open source platform out there and and a bunch of other things and and they open sourced vs code like their big code editor and they open sourced a bunch of aspects of windows and stuff and a lot of people are like what are you doing microsoft you owned all this code and now it's just free for anyone um but because it's free for anyone that means anyone can help improve it too And so if I find a bug in the software, I can be just like, oh, well, there's this bug. I know how to fix it. I can make a change and submit it. And it ends up almost being like how Wikipedia can be edited by anyone. And it's become that's how open source code often ends up becoming because it's a bunch of people looking at code from all over the world in different backgrounds and stuff and making better software.
1: That's awesome. So it's kind of like give and take where they distribute software for people to use for free, but also in return, people can kind of... You know they got the world at hand to kind of like improve it for them right mm-hmm. that's so awesome
0: that's so awesome
1: do you yeah. do you contribute on on github
0: yeah i do a lot i uh a lot of my projects are uh the at least the ones that i've been lately doing have been starter projects so that way people can build a website if they wanted to and so if you were to go to my github right now for example i have this one starter blog website where if you click a button it'll deploy to Netlify. Netlify is actually where I work. Um, And and Netlify is a place where you can host websites. And so you click the button it deploys to Netlify and suddenly you have a website and then you can customize it to your heart's content by touching the code or just editing different parts of it. And so I have various starter projects of varying complexity where some is just a basic one page homepage starter website and then others are a fully featured blog where you can add your own posts and everything and it'll update live and stuff for you oh cool
1: yeah i just I actually did want to ask about Netlify. you do uh i know that you do work out there work there yeah. uh what because i checked out their website and to be frank i couldn't like i couldn't figure out what what um what, what, what the service actually was. Maybe it's just my, my brain just like, Oh, I, I think I was just right. fired or something. Um, but could you explain what, what Net- yeah.
0: actually Yeah, yeah. I can, I can speak to it. So the very, very short answer is you can host a website there. Right. Um, but the longer answer of it is that Netlify allows you to host pretty complex websites really, really easily. Because a lot of the times, if you want to host a really complex website that pulls in data from something and runs a lot of functions and lets you log in and log out and have all kinds of functionality like that, yeah. um, you need to have a really big robust database and a really heavy account that where, where you have multiple people configuring things and stuff. But with Netlify... I mentioned you can click a button and it's deployed. That's that's how easy it is. And so the point of Netlify was to make it easier to deploy websites online. And then it also has different features where, for example, um, when you wanna add a contact form to your website, typically you would have to have some kind of server that is sitting somewhere that can accept form responses and then process that data and send it somewhere. But if you use Netlify forms, then it handles all of that for you. All you have to do is say, this form is a Netlify form in your code. It's literally adding one word for Netlify. And it it automatically pulls in all of your uh, form responses and makes a spreadsheet for you. Um, And there's a lot of other things. You can make login and logout functionality with just a snippet of code from Netlify rather than writing your whole a service based on that. And so it it makes it easier to host websites.
1: Right. So it's kind of basically like that blue Lego thing where it's like, you don't need to know like an extensive coding language to be able to uh, host and build a website basically. Right, yeah,
0: and so that's that's the angle of it where it's really easy, but because it has so many powerful elements, businesses are able to be hosted on it too. Like Nike hosts some websites on mm. Netlify, and then like really big brands host websites on it because then they don't have to deal with having whole teams of people just maintaining servers and things. They can yeah. just host it on Netlify and have a couple people make sure everything Managing is it. is uh, cleaned up, yeah, and managed.
1: What's your? Is it like so? is it any maybe it could be like a completely different universe but you know i know i'm familiar with like wix and like squarespace and places like that is that like so is it kind of like uh almost like a competitor or is it
0: like uh it's different because wix and squarespace are website builders where like you'll say oh i want this theme and i want to populate the content and you pretty much never touch code that's how wix and square squarespace works with Netlify, you do write the code, but you, you can use a template and drag it in and, and customize it and everything. But you have more fine-grained control. Mm. With it. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: right. So it's like, yeah, I've actually personally used Wix before. It's like, uh, there's a lot of limitations to it as well. Like you can only certain use you can use only certain color templates or like different shapes. You can't like really, right. you know, go outside the box, so to speak. Um, yeah. And
0: so if you want to be much more flexible and much more powerful, that's when you would use something like Netlify or Netlify itself to do something bigger than that. Yeah.
1: Are you, on? like, are you working right now? Are you, because it's like during the week, is it like, so is it like, do you go to work every day? Yeah.
0: To... Yeah. I mean, I, so Netlify is actually fully remote company. So I work from home. This is my Originally. desk in front of me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And so they, they have an office in San Francisco, but a grand majority of the company is fully remote. Um, That's so cool. and yeah, it's, it's really nice. I've, I've actually worked remote, uh, both at Netlify and at other places for about two years now. Um, mm-hmm. and I love working remotely. It's great. Cause I can work from anywhere. If I decide to go visit my parents somewhere or, or yeah. go travel, I can, and you can still work, work from yeah, as long there. as I have wifi. Yeah. That's so cool. Is it like,
1: so what, what consists, uh, of your daily kind of work life then?
0: Yeah, and so it it depends on the day. But for example, a day like today, I had meetings in the morning. Um, and those kinds of meetings are things like planning conferences and writing a blog posts and having office hours and stuff. I'm looking over here because that's where my calendar is. Um, and then uh, I'm working on a couple projects right now that involve needing to write code. And so, um, for example, I'm writing up a tutorial right now for how to build something to deploy onto Netlify. And so I'm writing the app for that right now so that I can write a tutorial on how to build the app um, and, and get that oh. shipped.
1: Wow! so you're making yeah. the platform to write on which you will write the tutorial on. It's very
0: meta. Yeah. Wow. Wow.
1: So you're like making the universe, basically
0: that's what it feels like sometimes yeah. you gotta contain the ego
1: <laughs> yeah i mean that's awesome like because like it's literally like it's literally like a blank sheet you know like you're just sitting there and it's just a blank sheet you've got nothing and
0: you yeah just... it's it's like drawing almost but with code
1: do you ever like this is, <laughs> this is a little bit of a stupid question but like if you see like matrix and stuff like that do you ever like watch it and then like oh I know what he's doing. Or is it like just gibberish most of the time? It's,
0: it's very fun to watch code on movies and stuff. Because sometimes it's really, you're just like, oh, dang, they knew what they were doing when they wrote this. <laughs> like they, they had an actual coder talk to them. And sometimes you're just like, they are no just sense. making stuff up. Like, uh, for example, in Jurassic Park, that's a, that is a lovely joke for all software people where they're just like, oh, a Unix machine, I know this. And it's all these like 3D squares and stuff. We're just like, that is not what a Unix oh, machine looks cringe. like. Just, yeah. And so there are definitely, there are definitely many shows where you're just like, ah, oh, they didn't know what they were looking at. But shows like uh, Mr. Robot, even Silicon Valley, they did a pretty good job of uh, getting- They legit. Decent code, yeah i actually cool.
1: haven't watched robo uh robo, robo man mr robot <laughs> <laughs> i it looks good it looks good i that was on netflix though wasn't it
0: i think so it was on tv first before going to netflix oh
1: right i i don't hmm. well i i don't have netflix because i know that i would 100% get addicted and never get any work done if i do get it yes uh, and i have no <laughs> self-control uh but that's awesome that's awesome just kind of I feel I kind of I could kind of relate to it as well because although like I'm in more so like the artistic side of things where it's like writing music based on my life experiences but it's still like I think the logistics are the same where I'm just kind of sitting there with a blank sheet of composition on Ableton which is like the software that I use for producing music and it's just like I punch some keyboards and it's just like I create stuff from from scratch and I think that's the fun part of it just kind of creating a little mini world of my own
0: yeah do you write the music notes first or the lyrics first
1: um Ooh, I think it really depends uh it depends on like the mood that I'm in uh because each kind of approach really kind of I need to be in like a different mindset so like with lyrics it's very like emotion emotion kind of packed so if I'm like in a situation where I'm feeling a certain emotion or like going through an experience that's quite intense that's when I would just kind of sit down without even like a keyboard or anything or like a piano I would just sit down with a notepad and I would just like I just kind of hum <laughs> out notes and like some words and just jot down it's kind of like writing a diary basically writing lyrics first um but like accompanied by kind of melodic ideas but mostly just kind of vomiting it out it into like a poem of some sort um whereas if i'm kind of like starting a song from like the melody part like the 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 notes of it like the instrumentals Mm -hmm. first it would just it would just be like a really fun thing where I would just, oh, I kind of, today I feel like listening to some synths. So I will just sketch out some synths and there you go. And it's just like, it's not really like experience packed, but then later on I will finish the instrumentals and then kind of go back to it and do the same thing, but with the instrumentals, with the lyrics. Um, And it's really not as like, Clean cut as I just put it. It's usually just kind of mix of both. And Mm -hmm. uh I've tried to like put a schedule to it and like put uh like a uh like a working schedule for it where it's like, oh okay, today I will write lyrics, I will finish this song. It just never really worked out. I just gotta be in the right mood to do it. Um Yeah, that makes sense. Sometimes I
0: feel that way about code tour. I'm just like I can't code today My really because I thought it, it was
1: like oh it's an artist thing it's like oh it's a musician thing but it, it must it's, be like
0: it's it a thing well if you're, if you're not in the right mindset then it's just like it's it's forced and then you you don't yeah. do your best work when it's forced
1: yeah I guess that's kind of like a universal thing where if you're not like if you're not in the right mindset to do it you might as well just take a break because if you can't afford it like if you're right. you know if you're if you have the luxury to be able to take a break then by all means i think we have to just do it because you know so many times i've had i've just kind of plowed through and just crashed and then yeah. just i had to do it from scratch over again because because i just wasn't happy with it you know yeah did you ever yeah. have to like force out a code and then you didn't like it so you had to start from scratch
0: yeah, there have been there have been many times where I'm just like, you know, this isn't going well, and I just delete the folder and I'm like, I'm gonna try this another day. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a kind of an ongoing joke where, uh, so, so there's, there's this thing called git where it's version control, where every single time you make a change to code, you can save it at that point in time. Yeah. Um, so it's like a checkpoint as you keep going. And there have been times where I'll, I'll go deep in there and I'm just like, this doesn't, this isn't even worth a checkpoint or a commit or anything. I'm just going to start over. And so you just delete all of the work that you did and start <laughs> from the complete ground up. That has happened many times. And that's a very ongoing joke of people being like, I just deleted it not And worth started it. it completely from scratch. It's yeah, not worth it. Not worth it. Did you, ever, did
1: you ever, but like theoretically, you could just save it, make this. Make the checkpoint and then just start from scratch. Did you Did you ever like yeah. Did you ever regret not saving it?
0: Uh, very few times. There are definitely right. ways right. where you can where you can save it and then experiment with something. Or just like this experiment went bad. I'm going back to my save mm. point and just uh leave it be. But uh. That I think that used to happen to be more and now I, I guess I'm kind of more methodical about how I do that because I'm just like if I waste time on this then I will never get this other part done and kind of just balancing time more and stuff.
1: Yeah god feeling is a scary scary thing because it, it's actually true most of the time like I've had times yeah. where I will work on a mix for like hours on end like all night long and I'm like the more I get into it the more I'm like this is not this is not going well, but I'm going to keep going because I never know. I never know. But my gut's telling me, like, it's not going well. You yep. know, you're going to have to delete this. This is not worth it. But I would just yeah. keep plowing through. But in the end, I just end up deleting it.
0: Yeah, there's a time sync fallacy where, like, I've spent so much time on this already. Yeah, I just it's gotta like, i got to make the most of it. Yeah, and then there are times where I'm just like, this project was a waste of time. But, Less oh, more. well, delete yeah. and delete it. Yeah, on. yeah.
1: I think it's, uh, yeah, I think I get, uh, I think it's just kind of trying to enjoy every moment of it, I guess. I think that's the mm-hmm. only way to be sane throughout this whole process of, like, making work and deleting it and start over, starting over again, because I think it's inevitable, you know? I think it's just yeah. kind of like a trial and error thing where you just try things and, you know, because without experiments, there wouldn't be any, you know, groundbreaking work. Right. Yeah, there are
0: times where my experiments have turned into some of my best projects and then yeah. where I'm just like, This is gonna be an amazing project and it ends up being a dud. So yeah. it's very real.
1: Like if you thought too much beforehand, it's like, oh, this is just an experiment, it's not gonna turn out very good, then you know, it's a it's a risk that never, never taken and it's you know, you never know what could have come out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could have I, you know, like one song that kind of took off for me was could you know almost never existed because it was just like a it it was an experiment and i never really intended it to be an actual song but that's really what gave me my first break um and that was like a valuable lesson for me just kind of you know try to have fun experiment never be too precious with your time just do what's fun for you and put it out there because you never know what's going to happen
0: yeah one of my favorite songs of yours is the i'm tired one ah uh- i <laughs> i love that one because it just speaks to me because there are times where i'm just like i'm tired of just my code of things and stuff but it's 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 a good one that one i've shared to lots and lots of people
1: (laughs) yeah i wrote that song when literally at like 3 a.m in the morning and i hadn't slept for like the like 48 hours prior writing it and i was just like just literally blushed. literally every single word in that song was true like just at that moment <laughs> i wrote that in like 10 minutes and just 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 vomited out it was one of those things where i wrote out the lyrics first um mm. and then like oh i'll just forget about it for a few weeks and then i did it um and i made it and i put it out there
0: yeah well and and uh- you can tell that you wrote it late and it's great that way like I think <laughs> I don't think those short songs are end up being some of the greatest ones I, I even I, I've known a few songwriters and, and watched a few interviews and stuff and it's fascinating because a lot of times they're just like yeah it's almost annoying that the one that I spent months on isn't yeah. as popular as the one I spent an hour on and that's just how how it happens yeah yeah
1: I mean yeah that's so true like i'll just dance i don't know if you've listened to that one but i love that, that one
0: sounds great
1: <laughs> thank you i that one i finished a, in a day that's like and i'm not even talking about writing the song just like writing the song making the song finishing the song all within a day wow and yeah <laughs> it's just one day and but it's like, a great one yeah it's like that's what took off and it's kind of i wouldn't say i'm frustrated by it or anything but it's like it, it it makes me realize that there's no right or wrong, you know, like, the it doesn't, just yeah. because you spend, I think this is something that I'm starting to learn. Just because you spend loads of time doesn't mean it's going to be good. And what, no. it, what's going to give you like, su- like, what's going to make it successful. I think it's all about kind of, you know, just making, you know, finishing at the right time that feels at the right time um, yeah and I think that's that's difficult I think it's more difficult than um than it you know than in theory because it's like oh I could I could do more I could do more and it's gonna get better but it's you never know it's you can just finish it off in real life right
0: yeah some of my some of my most popular content and most useful content for people has been stuff that I put almost no effort into it. And I'm just like, is it worth uh, doing like, all of yeah. these? Releases? But but then, you know, you'll get a gem on occasion. You're just like, okay, well, I guess it's worth it sometimes. Yeah. You know.
1: I think it's just I guess in the end it's just all about doing what's fun for us, no matter mm-hmm. how long it takes or how short it takes. It's just about if you're having fun spending months on end making this thing, by all means do. Uh But if you're like, if it's getting, if it's turning into a drag, then you know, might as well move on to the next project.
0: There's this one quote I heard once and I don't remember who said it, but it was time enjoyed wasting is not time wasted. And so if you're having a good time, even if you're doing something stupid, then it's not wasted time, Mm. it's a good time. And I think that applies towards work in kind of an opposite way as well, where it's like, if you aren't enjoying your work, then it's kind of a waste of time because yeah. uh, you, you won't be producing good work.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I decided quite early on that I'm probably not going to do like a standard nine to five. Um, mm. And this is only just a personal thing because I know some people thrive in, the, in you know, workplaces and workforces, but it's just you know, having tried a couple of internships and stuff I just realized personally it's not really my thing, and I don't I don't enjoy being in that kind of environment. Um, I love being in an environment where I am in full control of my work, and I can just be creative in however ways I want. Um, and I, that was like the biggest decision. This is biggest kind of like standard that I make decisions on: is this going to be fun for me, or is it not? You know. Yeah.
0: So that's awesome though. And there's actually, there's this book by Malcolm Gladwell called Outliers. Oh
1: yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. I
0: I haven't actually finished it yet, but he makes a really good point in there saying that a lot of times when people are good at things and and producing really good work, it's just because they've practiced for a really long time. Mm. Like even some of the child prodigies, like even Mozart and stuff, it's, they started really early, so by the time they were sixteen or whatever, they had 10,000 hours of practice under the their sheer belts. amount
1: of hours they put into it. yeah.
0: Right, and so if you enjoy something, you will put more time into it, and thus you will be better at it. And so you might as well do what you want to do because that's the thing you're going to be good at. Mm.
1: The earlier you start doing it, the better. Yeah, and also it doesn't just because you're doing something that you are passionate and you generally enjoy doing doesn't mean every step of the way is going to be fun absolutely (laughs) happy and you know oh I'm having so much fun because it's like there are some serious drags when you do that but I think it's just kind of like all about being so driven and passionate about the end goal that you don't care about the hustle and you don't mind the hustle even because it's like the reward that you know that you're going to get after it is going to be, is going to outweigh any, you know, any kind of struggles that you have along right. the way. you just
0: have to remember that and try you not to You do have to remember it. It's
1: something that you really have to be conscious about, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's, there's a joke that happens a lot with tech stuff where, like, Sometimes in in some coding things it doesn't happen as often anymore. If you forget a semicolon in the wrong place, it'll break your entire program, and you won't know oh, why. It'll just be broken. Yeah. And um, luckily, there's better software for coding out there now that will catch it and tell you what's wrong. But there have been times where I'll misspell something, mix one error up, one small thing, and I, I just like bring in a coworker. I'm just like do you see what's wrong with this? And they say, you spelled that wrong after I've spent like three hours trying to debug my code. And in those moments, you're just like, why do I have this as a career? This is terrible. <laughs> so I'm so upset. Hard. But but then when something works, you're just like,
1: yeah, this is it. This is what I've I have been. done it. <laughs> yeah. I have
0: made it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the best feeling. And so it's you got to have the highs and lows for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. you got to have the lows to enjoy the high highs as much as possible.
0: Because yeah, the absolutely. highs
1: wouldn't be highs if it weren't for the lows. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh, so wise. Yes. So deep. <laughs> so deep.
1: And also, I think I think you touched upon a point that I w- I also want to kind of talk about where you kind of asked your coworkers if you can, if they can find something that's that's wrong with your with your coding. Like I think this is something I'm I'm only just beginning to learn and starting to get a grasp on, but. Asking help for other people, uh, and and knowing when to bring somebody else's perspective on things, yeah. I think is something that I personally have uh, not struggled with, but something that's a very new concept for me. And um, I some I it's something that I would also love to like get used to, you know, bringing other collaborators and bringing other people's perspective into things. Do you ever get yeah. like, you know, do you ever feel like, oh, this is my code. It's like, I can figure this out on your, on my own. And, you know, I don't need other people's help, you know, all the
0: time. <laughs> and so that that is something that I actually do struggle with and that I'm working to get better at because it's, especially with something like code, like, there are certain problems and things that you might run into where you can't figure out how to Google the answer you you're struggling mm. with and you might get stuck on a problem for days. You might get stuck on a problem for a really on long own, time. Yeah. And uh it's especially it's a dark place. It's a dark, place, it, it's a dark place and you're just like, I'm an idiot. But what I found is the most senior engineers I know are the ones who ask questions right mm. away. And that's something that I keep having to tell myself, because especially when you're new, you're just like, okay, well, I'm supposed to know this much information. I want to prove myself to my team, yada, yada, yada. But then you end up getting stuck on something for days. But if you just ask a question, like after a half hour of being stuck, all of a sudden you'll be unstuck and able to move forward right away without having a lot of
1: headaches and time.
0: Yeah. And so you, you almost have to kind of learn to throw your ego out the door and and be just like, you know what, I don't know how to do this. I'm being vulnerable, vulnerable right now. But it's, it's a game changer to be able to get that kind of help suddenly and be able to be just like, yeah, I, I don't know. But I can find out and then and then slowly you start to know more and then you know the right questions to ask and how to ask better questions and who to ask those questions and Mm. stuff and and I feel like a good significant majority percentage of coding is knowing how to get answers and and whether it's asking questions, googling something, going through documentation, finding out solutions to stuff.
1: That's so interesting because for me, like, ego's not really much of a problem. Like, because I have no ego whatsoever. I'm like, I don't care if I sound, sound stupid. I don't, like, because I don't know. I know that I don't know a lot of stuff. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that part of things generally. But I think for me is more of, um, and because it's like m- more tilted towards an art form than coding, you know, music making. I think mm-hmm. it's more like, it, it kind of feels like. a a matter of privacy almost because it's like i'm writing about something that's really really personal for me so to bring somebody else into this really private personal picture it feels almost like i'm being um it's almost kind of like intrusive you know Mm. um but i actually spoke with uh damien actually uh who's a music producer the other day and he says something really interesting how, you know, collaborations can actually just be a standalone collaboration and you don't necessarily have to treat it the same way as you treat your personal projects. It's kind of like, it's kind of like an entity on its own and mm-hmm. something that you can just kind of enjoy in its own right. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't really, I don't really mind asking. Yeah. I don't really mind asking questions but I think it's for me sometimes I I just need to yeah just need to kind of know when to ask for
0: help <laughs> yeah <laughs> that makes figuring, sense. figuring out when yeah and, figuring and, out and learning to be vulnerable with people I think is is a whole other aspect of that too. yeah because it's admitting you don't know something, or or showing off something that you're working on. It'd be just like, be nice, but this is what I'm working on. Mm, and, but I'm, I kind of want to flex
1: as well. You know, it's
0: like oh, yeah. I'm kind
1: of proud of it, but I'm not sure if I can like be
0: <laughs> upfront about it. <laughs> Which is <laughs> like, this is perfect. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> I think it's
1: perfect, but I can't actually say it's perfect. But you know, here you go. This is what I've been working on. I think it's pretty good, pretty decent. Mm. So yeah. Do you um? Do you, do you have a senior then that you kind of, like you consider as like a boss or is it kind of like more very like independent kind of standalone thing?
0: Yeah. So my current team, we, we have a manager and she's awesome and and she kind of leads, leads our crew, but the rest of us were kind of on very even footing. And we also we specialize in different things. We, we all know, for example, the language JavaScript, but we use it in different ways. Um, and so as a result, we, it's kind of a very low ego team, which is really nice. And so we will have a, a manager where she, she'll say like, oh, well, the company wants this, this, and this. But otherwise, what's nice about my current job is uh, we kind of get to do what we want mostly. like As long as it aligns with the goals of the company, and and there are times where where like someone on the business side will say, hey, at some point, could we do something with regards to this? Then our team will say, oh yeah, we could do this, this, and this. And so luckily our team is nice and freeform so we can set our own goals and and the projects that we work on enough where we're still working like a nine to five type of job, but it doesn't always feel like it because Mm -hmm. we have the freedom to to work on what we want. Um so we so technically yes i have a senior but it's more she she's a teammate of ours that has a different kind of role rather than like the do what i the want boss where
1: it's like oh i report to her every single week or it's like
0: yeah so right. it's kind
1: of like pretty much free formed.
0: Yeah, That's like so we cool. have, we have a team meeting every week but it's mostly us saying like well i'm working on a blog this week i'm streaming this week i'm speaking at a conference this week i'm coding on this this week that kind of stuff.
1: That's awesome. I, th- I really truly think that's the way that a lot of corporations so- should work. Um, not necessarily mm-hmm. remotely, but like even if you're working at the place, I think it really should be the way to do it because, you know, I'm, I'm no business person. I, I've never really, you know, obviously owned a company or run, ran a company, but I, I really think it's the way to bring out the best in people, you know?
0: Absolutely. Well, and we have, we have nice flexible schedules too, where sometimes people will be like, okay, I'm gone in the middle of the day, but I'll be working at night and stuff. Mm -hmm. And being able to have the flexibility of time, the flexibility of what we work on, the flexibility of uh, all kinds of different things. It's, it's so nice because we're still helping the company, but we're also bringing better work because we're happier to do it because it's something that interests us more than just being told, Hey, you need to write this, this, and this, do it, go. Um, Yeah yeah I agree. I think more companies should be run that way
1: actually i this
0: may not be like very
1: directly related to what this what we're just talking about. but do you ever feel like uh, gender kind of comes into play when it comes to you know your 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 occupation and your job because you know women in tech is is a very is a rarity almost, isn't it? In in pretty much yeah. any, you know, profession, really, nowadays. But um, especially in like tech areas, it's a very kind of, it's not as prominent as males working in that profession, isn't
0: it? Yeah, that is, that is the everlasting topic that has always mm. been the case. There, I've, I've been the only woman engineer at the company and at the team multiple times before. Um, Luckily at, at Nellify, it's, it's been really cool because I have my first woman manager ever and my, yeah. my team has women on it. And the company is actually like 44% women, which is uh, women awesome. and non-binary yeah. people, which, which yeah, you, you never see that in tech. Typically, the percentage is less than 25%. It's less mm. than a quarter. Um, and you kind of get used to it. It's something that happens. Um, unfortunately, I have had some not great experiences as a result of that. Mm. Um, but, uh, I'm hopeful because I think, I think people are more woke for lack of a better (laughs) phrase, uh, more now. And, and I, I do think it's slowly getting better. It's still there. It's still very much a thing. Um, and unfortunately I know a few too many people who have had really bad experiences Mm. because of their gender, but, um, it's getting better. It's, it's, it's a very real thing that we have to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I once did like a project where it was, it was like, the project was all about, it was like a design project that I did. And the brief was about breaking the stigma around like women's periods. Um, mm. And during like the research phase, I, I, learned really like so many insightful uh pieces of information one of which that really stood out for me was that I think uh it was like PMS so like premenstrual uh menstrual mm-hmm. syndrome which is like uh for people who doesn't know it's basically like um like a symptom that women have prior to having their periods where they're having hormonal imbalances so they they have it's a real thing. It's like a real thing, co- contrary to what a lot of people think. It's like, oh, it's, you know, very, it's very it's real. It's a very real <laughs> thing, where uh, due to like the hormonal imbalance, um, you have like mood swings and you have fatigue, and in severe cases, you can't even move for the for the for days on end. Um, mm-hmm. And the the piece of information was f- I found was that I think out of like 45% of the women who have PMS, um, 95% of that 45% of the PMS people have trouble speaking out to their bosses about their symptoms. So they just mm. end up like suffering in silence. And it's it's really intrusive. It's really intrusive when you try to work. Um, and that just kind of like made me realize, you know, like, you know we have to be more verbal about the stuff that we go through as women in workplaces whether that may be in tech or music or just kind of you know in any occupation you're just going to be verbal about things and i really do think that's the way to you know take a step further into breaking all sorts of stigma around women in workplaces
0: yeah well and i think it comes back to the flexible workspace Mm. or workplace type of concept too. Like, because I work from home, I've luckily not have, have had to have that conversation Like, like there are times where it's the cramps are so bad that I can't stand, but luckily I work from home so I can lay in bed on my laptop and and deal with it if I have to. And, and so I, I think more accepting and flexible workspaces are the future of work because Mm. when workers are more comfortable with their work and they're more, uh, comfortable with talking their bosses about things and and uh, they're able to bring their whole selves to work that results in better products and better work ethic and more yeah. loyal employees too
1: the gender imbalance in tech has it always been the case like since uni for you basically because i i'm it, assuming that you studied yeah. uh coding at uni i right? did yeah,
0: yeah i studied computer science yeah my first comp site class i was the only girl in there right and uh yeah, multiple times throughout college, that that was the case. That's was just how it was. I think of all of the people who graduated with computer science, my year, there were four girls who wow. <laughs> graduated. There were there were a lot, and so yeah, but it's it's a very very common thing, and unfortunately, it, because yeah. we're so be, because we're not common, uh, it, it leads to fairly negative things that happen, and, and sometimes it's minor where, for example, I'll be at a technical event, um, we have hackathons a lot where, where they're just like coding competitions, and I like to oh, help out cool. at those a lot, yeah. and uh, I would go up to someone and say, hey, I, I notice you're in the helpline, do you need help with something? And I was just like, yeah, but I want to talk to an engineer. And, I, and, oh. and I, like, oh, well, I am one, and they're like, well, it's a pretty hard problem. Oh. Like, Try me! Oh and then I'd solve it but like the that kind of that kind of stuff happens a lot and that's that's a very minor instance of some of the things that I've experienced and, and other women have have experienced
1: that's so freaked up i don't it's so i don't i'm getting angry <laughs> I, <laughs> I it's i mean it's not just i think the reverse goes the same though my sister studies nursing and she says like 95% of the people that she is studying with are females, and like the rest mm-hmm. of it is males, and they're like the small minority. Um, and I, that always made me wonder, like, is, that, is there like a primal interest difference or something? Like, what's the, what's, it's so bizarre that in some occupations there's like this very distorted gender imbalance. it's it's
0: funky too because a lot of it is contrary to history and aligned with history like there are some things Mm. you're just like oh well I guess that happened in history so that's how it was but what's weird about computing is it was started by women like the the first the first computers the first programming languages the first algorithms almost all were done by women or, or written by women and stuff and and until like the 80s or so, it was a women dominated field. Um, and right. then suddenly it wasn't. And, and so it's, it's weird to see that kind of ebb and flow uh, in different things where sometimes, right. so, sometimes, like for example, with nursing, I feel like that has a lot of historical alignment where like women were taking care of the men going off to war and right. stuff like that. Um, but with something like computing and with something like, I don't know, law. Well, I guess law is kind of legally that way. Uh, anyway, uh, there, there's a lot of fields where it's, it's, it's a mystery uh, why it happened or or at least it, it feels like it, it, it's a mystery sometimes.
1: I mean, I think the only theory that I could think of is because like business-wise, like entrepreneurship is a very male-dominated, male-dominated area and it always kind of has been. So mm. because tech a lot of times goes hand in hand with entrepreneurship it's kind of like kind of that transition from like a female driven industry to like a very male dominated uh, kind of area I don't know it's just like just (laughs) my
0: thought I think video games have something to do with it, too, because oh, right. yeah. like video games opened the door of, if you want to make your own video games, you have to learn how to code, mm. but video games were primarily marketed to boys, mm. and, and still kind of are in a lot of ways, and so um, I have a feeling that contributed a lot, especially in the early 90s and early 2000s as well. It's a because massive that's,
1: industry as well. The game yeah, industry.
0: and that, that's how a lot of people learned, oh, wait, coding can be a thing because yeah. they play
1: like video Interesting. Wow. Do you play games?
0: I do. I, uh, I'll probably be playing Fortnite right after this. Um, I, oh,
1: am I missing out? Because I, I, I suck at games. in all, Like, all games, I suck at games. Uh, but, like, Fortnite <laughs> Fortnite looks fun. Like, I've seen, like, artists do virtual uh, concerts there. It's just amazing. Yeah, how, like, how, it's all the
0: effects I, and everything. Fortnite is very fun. But I would say it's not as fun unless you're playing with friends. Like I I used to kind of just play solo and I kind of lost interest, but now that I play with a regular group of friends, we have a good time because it's more just like us hanging out Mm. while playing Fortnite. Um, Games that I really enjoy just playing solo, I really like uh, Stardew Valley. Have you ever played that one? No, what's it about? That one, it's like a combination of Sailor Moon and Pokemon and Minecraft. Uh, so it, you you have like a farm and you're taking care of your farm, but you're also, or, or not Sailor Moon, Harvest Moon. Anyway, um, okay. you're take, <laughs> sorry, I had it mixed up. You're taking care of your farm, but you're also getting to know people in a village and you're also mining and discovering monsters and magic and you're you're kind of just trying to build up this world of yourself. It's very open world type of game and it's so fun. Is um, it 3D I, or like? No, it's like a top-down 2D.
1: Oh, right. So like, is it one yeah. of those like pixelated things? Yeah, like a pixel oh, cool. art game.
0: It's cool, it's cool, so cool. fun. I love that one. And then there's there's another game, uh, you might appreciate the art of it called Grease, G-R-I-S. Mm-hmm. That game, it was designed by a watercolor artist. And the game is beautiful. Typically, when I when I play a video game because I have the code mindset, I'm just like, oh, that's probably how they built that. That's probably how they built that. Like that's Kind of how I think while I play games. Yeah. Greece was so artfully beautifully done, I have no idea how they did some of it. Oh. Like it it, 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 it blew out. my mind. That, that one was a gorgeous game um to play with. I, I like the more story games on occasion, but then if I'm just playing for fun with friends, Fortnite's fun. Fall Guys is fun, if you've heard of that one. That one Fall came guys. out pretty recently, like last week or two weeks ago. Okay. You basic it's based on Japanese game shows. And so Sounds they're, hilarious then. It's hilarious.
1: Japanese game shows are so random and weird. I love it.
0: That's what this game is. Basically you're you're like a jelly bean character and and uh, they're, you're in a room with 60 people and you're all playing the game and sometimes it's like figure out which door is real and you smack your body into different doors. Oh that's so like, sometimes random. Sometimes it's a race. It. Sometimes it's like a memory game. There's all these different games and people get eliminated and you want to be like the ending person who can get the crown And so it goes from 60 to one um every single game and that one's really fun too are I those sixty people yet,
1: like but... real real people yeah or, uh, yeah you're games, playing against like, real games. people oh, okay yeah.
0: yeah i see i see remember that one was very frustrating but very fun
1: <laughs> remember like i love these like these kind of like really random games uh yeah Remember I don't uh I don't know what the game was called but it was like a Mario series where uh on on Nintendo like Mario Party maybe? No, it was it could have been Party but it was like just like mini mini games where it's like just like the most random games where it's like oh you have to you have to unscroll the toilet roll as fast as possible or it's like <laughs> oh you have to like pop the bubbles as fast as possible, it's just like really random sets of games. Yeah. But I love them. I just they're yeah, like just arcade just, style. Just time killing games that are just fun to just do.
0: Yeah. Those are my favorite games to play on my phone to just like mm, do something just dumb. Do it. Play just keep that.
1: your fingers moving. Yeah. I love yeah. story games as well though. Um mm-hmm. I don't play games, but I do love watching gameplay videos. Um and there was one game that I just left such a strong impression because it was beautiful. Also, the story was amazing. And it's called one? Detroit Become Human. Um, hmm. It's, it's good. Up. The story, it's basically like, it's one of those things where it's like a choice-based games. So Oh, I so love those like, ones. Yeah, so like the, the endings all, like they have like 50 endings depending on like the choices that you make
0: cool
1: and, oh my gosh it's a good one it's a good one it's got, Ooh, like, a
0: highly rated game Ooh, i'm excited it's a
1: good that. one it's a good one because it's like it's kind of like touches upon like the ai like moral side of things which is like uh like one of the big kind of topics that's going around nowadays um but the story is gorgeous. Uh, the graphics are amazing. It's like he, super he, like, super realistic, kind of one of those things, like motion mm-hmm. capture things. But I loved watching the gameplay videos. And I, watched, I think I must have watched like s- 10 hours worth of that gameplay. Oh my <laughs> because because I wanted to watch all the endings.
0: Have you seen uh, Last of Us?
1: Uh, 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 that, is that like the zombie game? Because I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's
0: zombies in it. That I one think, is intense, but the story's incredible.
1: I think there's a new one that's been going around. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet, but I have watched like the previous versions.
0: Oh, yeah, the that. the new one I'm kind of afraid to start playing. It, it's it's very scary. And especially in this pandemic, I've been just like, you know, maybe I'll wait till everything's settled again yeah. and then I'll get back into the scary games. But ooh, Last of Us, the first one, I loved that story a ton. Um, and then one that I started recently that I haven't finished it is Horizon Zero Dawn. If you no, heard I of haven't one.
1: heard of that yet.
0: That one, it. Uh, apparently it was like the highest rated game uh, when it came out, like ever. And and uh, it just came out on PC like this month or in the past couple months. Um, but people are freaking out and, and I'm excited to play it because so far it's been really good.
1: How do you get those games? Do you like o- order them online or it's like? Is it like,
0: I don't know. It kind, it kind of depends. Like uh, if I'm playing it on PlayStation, I'll just get it on PlayStation. And then if I'm on my computer, I'll use Steam um, oh. and typically play on Steam. Okay.
1: I kind of, yeah, I want to play games now. Ooh. Ooh, I you might know, quit music to, to do Fortnite. games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's
1: cool. Um, I think we can, I before you wrap this up, I want to ask you like, one last question because I of thought course. this was so beautiful I checked out your I think it was called code code pen I think oh yeah and I saw like your artwork that you did with like css I don't know what exactly css is but I thought they were so adorable and I thought they were so cute um I and I was just so curious how you made it
0: yeah so, uh, I love, I love CodePen. I actually used to work there for a little bit, too. Um, CodePen, for those that don't know, it's a place where you can make art with code. Um, and a lot of people mm. use it to experiment with uh, different pieces of code. And I'll share my screen again so we can uh, look at it once. I-, I
1: saw a couple, but one of them was like two, like, cherries, I think? Maybe. They're just two, like, circle thingy creatures they were just kind of like i think they were moving as well
0: but i, it I might just be honestly, the rice ball dessert
1: i think it was food actually yes that one
0: <laughs> yeah this one so this this one was a tough one to make um so with, when i make something like this i i've done whole talks on how to do this because mine is not even the most beautiful out there like there are some gorgeous things out there but you can make nice cute little things with code um and this oh. is how it's all one. constructed, where it, it kind of uh, goes into how, how that is done. But um, the way it works is, is you can draw different shapes and CSS, if I were to describe the internet uh, and like the main languages and stuff that are done to, to make something online, I, I've made like the Instagram logo and oh, nice. stuff like that. Um, and so no images and I'll just drawing with code, I'll stop sharing. But to to make something like this uh, on the internet, there's three main languages to make a website. There's HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Mm. And so HTML is kind of like the noun. It's the object of the page. It's it's like the person, the thing. Right. Um, and then uh, JavaScript is kind of like a verb. It's you're telling it to do something. Right. It's okay. Like okay. In the lag or doing something like that. And then CSS is like an adjective. And so it describes the color, the the shape, of, okay. and and how it looks. Okay. And so HTML Got being that. the thing, CSS describing the thing, JavaScript telling the thing to do oh, that's something. So cool. Okay. okay. And so with CSS, what I to draw something like this, I'll create an object with HTML, and sometimes it's just a square or something. Right. And then with CSS, I'll say, okay, I want this square, for example, with the Instagram logo. I want it to have rounded edges. I want it to have a drop shadow. I want it to have a gradient in the background. I want it right. to have these these kinds of things. Um, and it's really powerful because you can, you can get really deep into all of the different gradients and all of the different animations and stuff that you can add to it. And some people have made their careers just doing art with this kind mm. of stuff. It's really, really cool to see.
1: That's so cool. And then I'm assuming with like, Oh, I think it was JavaScript that was verb. Uh, yeah. You can like make it move as well then. Yeah.
0: So I could make it where if I click on this link, JavaScript will say, okay, I want you to do a flip, do a dance and then navigate to Instagram That's or something so like
1: cool. that. That's so cool. That's so cool. So you can like almost now integrate that CSSR to like an actual website.
0: Yeah. And so like my personal like a- website, if you were to go to like casadu.co, I yeah, actually yeah. made it. I made it on CodePen where I was just like, okay, I know I want this font to look like this. I want the colors to randomly change. So I'll use JavaScript to have like a timer to change the colors and everything. And then I'll have JavaScript choose a picture. I'll show Mm. my screen again to kind of describe it uh, visually rather than just with my words. Um, But anyway. I love
1: your website, by the way. Thanks. Like uh, I mean it. I I love one of these websites where it's just like basic and it does its thing, but also it's not ugly. Um, like I don't <laughs> I don't I'm not a huge fan of one of those like websites where it's just like oh so many fancy photos and it's just like does that slide things and it's just yeah, like yeah yeah. Like, oh, you can tell that. that you you made it on Wix or like Squarespace and you just just slapped your photos, uh, on the it- template. Template. I, I love one of these. Like I love your website. I
0: really like thanks. It. Yeah, added a little dark mode in there so you can
1: Oh, really I hadn't blend. realized. I didn't Yeah, know. that
0: that one, it's a subtle one. Not everybody oh. notices that one. Um, but yeah, I made it so like there's a JavaScript timer that changes everything. Whenever I mouse over a link, all of the things change color again. There's another timer to do this. I use CSS to say, hey, make the images round instead of square. I'll um, uh, use HTML to actually add the text, and then CSS to make it colorful. And so that, that's how they all work together—a uh, beautiful symphony.
1: So beautiful.
0: Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I love coding. It's so great. Need it's to update awesome. You.
1: I think it's super cool that you're so passionate about it. Like, oh man, I, I love. Like, I would love to get into it, but it's like, oh, uh, but then again. I don't think I can.
0: <laughs> you, you'd be surprised how much you could probably do with just like an hour of learning. Really? Like, like the HTML and CSS stuff, like I've, I've taught elementary schoolers how to do it. Like mm. the, well, once you get the basics down, you're just like, oh, okay, that's how this works. It's when JavaScript comes in, that's when it starts to get a little bit right. more complex. But something like this, you, you, could do, you could do something like this in a pretty quick amount of time if you wanted to.
1: It it must be one of those things where it's like just intimidating just to hear what it's what right. it is, but then actually when you get into it, it's just about finding the right information and just right. It's just going it's for it,
0: typing it out and and being yeah. just like, okay, I'm hitting save. It worked, and then yeah, going with it.
1: I think it's really the same with like music production as well. It's like some people are, get really put off by it. It's like, oh oh, Ableton, it's, like, different from GarageBand, but it's, like, literally the same as GarageBand.
0: (laughs) Uh. I I feel I'm one of those people. I've been called out. I I would love to play with it, but I'm kind of just like, oh, I have to learn so much, and I have to buy it. I have to figure out how to press all the buttons on the grid. Honestly, it's so
1: easy. It's so easy. It's, like, literally just plug in the keyboard, Ding, dong, ding and record ding dong, ding and there you go you got a composition right there and then you plug in your microphone you sing to it and there you go you got a song it's really as simple as that and then when you start layering the instruments it's like oh complex music
0: oh okay well next time we talk i'll write a song <laughs> and you write a website <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
1: fingers crossed okay um <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you so much again. Um, this has been fun. Thank you
0: so much. Thank you. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you for having me, and it's it's been so great talking to you. It's it's fun being able to chat with a person who I feel like I listen to your voice all the time in music. So it's great to actually talk to you.
1: Yeah, and keep in touch. You got my email. We can always, you know, keep gab keeping in touch. And if I have any questions with CSS or JavaScript, <laughs>
0: I got you. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to get lots of Ableton questions from me at some point. (laughs)
1: Always (laughs) here, always here to answer questions. Um, Thank you, and I'm I'm going to stop recording now.
0: Uh,
1: bye! 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 Thank you!